Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Improv Network podcast. This is a series of longer conversations about improv topics that have lots of questions surrounding them. I'm James Quesada. And I'm Bob Wick. And we're very excited to be officially streaming for the very first time uh, as part of the Improv Network. Hi, Kurt. <laughs> this is Kurt's favorite show, and he will follow it no matter where it goes. Um, we are on uh, the Improv Network's uh, Facebook page, and we're also streaming to Improv FAQ on YouTube, uh, where you can find additional programming. You can also go to the improvnetwork.org and uh, visit the Improv FAQ um, tab or page there and see a collection of our additional content, uh, as well as all the other things that Improv Network has to offer. Um, Happy New Year, Bob. Happy New Year, bud. So, 2021, how's it treating you so far? Oh, boy, <laughs> did it come out swinging. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, not for me personally, but obviously just all the oh. nonsense going on in the world. Um, uh, it's my grandma's birthday yesterday. That was nice. Oh, happy birthday, grandma. Talk to her for a little bit. Yeah. Um, how are you doing? How's the new year treating you? Pretty well, pretty well. Um, well, most of it has been focusing on uh, Snow Day. So that's that's going on next weekend. Um, anybody's if anybody's interested in listening, uh, check it out. It's a it's a this year it's virtual, so it's a virtual improv marathon, and we raise money for local charities such as the Gildas House of Detroit, which is a it, it's a charity that's very important to me because uh, I've I've had family members who had to deal with cancer and and they do a lot of great work, not just helping the person who who was dealing with the cancer themselves, but the family. And I think people forget about like when one family member has it, it affects everybody. And it's, you know, it's a great support system. They do a lot of great work. Uh, it's named after Gilda Radner. She's, and she established it. So it's, it's improv improvisers helping other improvisers. And I love it. Yes. Um, it is awesome. Uh, so again, that's, snow day and the best pl place for people to visit yeah. um and find info is on facebook right correct uh the, the snow day 24-hour marathon i believe is the the facebook page this year we're calling it snowed in because right because mm -hmm, we're <laughs> clever that's what clever <laughs> people do and uh yeah <clears throat> i think we talked about this um yeah yeah we had uh, be, be, be before but like Sometime maybe in the fall or or summer, late summer, early fall, we were we were joking about whether snow day would be uh, virtual or not, and yeah. here we are. Yep. Um, here we are. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the the topic of this episode um, we thought would be good for the for the new year, being um, focused on being stuck in a rut or what to do when you're stuck in a rut. Um, not just stuck in a rut, but also just when you're feeling like you need to kind of refresh or rejuvenate yourself um, and maybe set some new goals or just mix it up. Even if, even if what you're doing is working, if you're just not, if you're feeling like you're, you're doing the same characters or the same energy and moves when Things, you're on stage, yeah. um, or on screen, um, yeah, like how, how to just mix it up and, and keep yourself uh, feeling fresh and lively about um, the improv and acting that you're doing. Um, so that will be the topic of our episode right. for this. Um, I don't know what like 
Where do you, where do you want to start, Bob? Uh, okay. start with being in a rut or just generally setting goals? Okay. Yeah, let's start with setting goals because I think goals are important even if you're not in a rut. I think as an artist, your job is to progress and, and, and setting goals is a great way to almost force yourself or trick yourself into progressing. You know, you're, you're making a conscious decision before or, or during your stage time to do something new and something that people don't recognize in you, you know, or, or recognize you, you know, uh, you don't want to be that person who is a one trick pony who does that trick very well, or they, or that you have that thing. Oh, here comes Bob Wick. He's gonna do his three characters. Uh, yeah. Let's. And honestly, they might be entertaining, but what else can you do? Push yourself. Yeah. <clears throat> and honestly, like lately, I, I didn't even really think about this before when we were selecting the topic. Topic, but um, <clears throat> you mentioned doing the same character, and I and I've been just kind of like sliding into the into like this gruff guy character. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anytime I have been doing a scene, that guy's my like default right now. Um, so it happens, and and, and, and yeah. so it's sometimes it's just like unconscious that you uh, start doing that. Um, and uh, yeah, just generally having goals can can keep you from um, uh, unconsciously sliding into that habit. Let's start there, because sometimes I think people are in a rut and they don't even know it because they're enjoying. You know, they're enjoying the hole they're digging for themselves, you know. Like they're they're still having fun, and and I was, uh, and I love that Susan Messing saying, if if you're not if you're on if you're in a scene and you're not having fun, it's you're the asshole. So yeah. <laughs> so congratulations, you're not an asshole, but you're still you know doing the same four things, or you know, yeah. Um, and there's this really great uh, and there's this really great exercise. And you should only do it with people you trust and love, and and you got to be able to be, to be able to take a, crit a critique, but in a loving fashion. Um, if you're in a troupe, have someone impersonate your average scene. Okay. Yeah, just like okay, well, all right. How would Bob do that scene? And if you recognize if if they can do it pretty well, um, then you're probably <laughs> doing this, the same. You, you have tropes, sir. Yeah, uh, and work on those. So that that's a, a great way to diagnose it if you're in that kind of trouble. And then you can press, progress on from there. Or there, there's a, a simpler one is this: asking somebody who you trust, like, "Hey, what is something I don't do on stage that you would like to see?" Yeah, yeah, that is great. And and like you said, it's surely best with people that you play with a lot. Um, yeah. But it just being getting an opportunity to kind of like have a reflection of what you do is uh, a really nice way to check in because it's easier said than done to, to say that like, okay, well <clears throat> you should be conscious of uh, your habits, but um, right. habits are often what they are because they're unconscious. So uh, getting, getting someone else um, or peers to uh, kind of clue you in onto, into, into what your habits are uh, is really helpful. Um, let's take a quick uh, pause right here just to say that uh, since we are live streaming and this is about community engagement, we would love if uh, any viewing audience, if you have any questions along the way, please feel free to chime in, whether it's on the topic of uh, being in a rut or setting goals or really anything at all yeah. uh, in the improv world. Because um, yeah, I would hate for someone to be like waiting for a topic to come up that they have a question for. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, with with the live streams, we're really just like giving ourselves a starting point, and then right. um, happy to go wherever uh, it goes. So if there are any questions or directions that you want to take things, um, please feel free to chime in. But um, okay, so I think that that's crucial is is just finding some way to check in with uh, with your habits and what you what you do a lot and what you don't do uh, often or at all. And then um, just like starting there to uh, at least be aware of that, because it, yeah. I, I, you know, I think earlier on, it, it's really important. And when I say earlier on, I mean, I mean maybe like three to five years of, of mm -hmm. doing improv. I think that, that it's important to um, step constantly be stepping outside your comfort zones, focusing on being versatile and uh, being able to do anything and uh, trying different styles and being open right. to different styles so you can play with anybody and uh, kind of get your your general, your gen eds <laughs> in, uh, in, yeah. in improv. Um, so really just like checking off the, the list of like everything and making sure that there's there's no type of improv that, that you're like, no, I don't like to do that. Um, yeah. Just doing it anyway. Um, Absolutely. I, I, eventually, uh, you know, just because you're not doing something doesn't mean that you should. Uh, if you know what you like to do or what you're good at and what you want to focus on. Um, but at least, at least being aware of it so that you can choose whether or not to be, uh, to have a style or a, a type of character, uh, in yeah. your wheelhouse, um, is, is ideal. Just the awareness. Yeah. I, I, yeah. And I would like to also like to piggyback on that. If you have go-to characters, that's totally cool as well. Uh, everybody has them. Um, as long as you're not doing the same game with the characters every time you bring them out, I, I think that's the general rule. Um, but I, I totally believe everybody has their stock characters. That's fine. It's where do you go after you you create those? Or what do you do with them? Can you do something like, can you put them in different situations? Can you expand on them? Can you dig deeper into the psyche of these characters you go to because you, you almost create a relationship with these characters. Uh, and we are lucky enough that most of the time it's not the same audience watching us over and over again. So we can get away with doing some of the same themes or material, but our goal is our goal should be not to. So don't, don't, you know, rely on this to get you through it. You should be, you, you know, this should be fun because you're doing something different, not because you're doing something comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and I'll, I'll just throw this out here because it's one of my favorite stories uh, relevant to the topic. Um, oh. Our buddies, Joe and Travis, who are an improv duo, um, they at one point did um, like a 15 week run of shows Um and I, I got to see all those shows. I was, I was working as a house manager and I got to see all their shows. And, um, I found out so, like halfway through the run that, uh, they had set a goal for themselves to, um, never play the same character twice, um, throughout for as long as they had their run. Um, and that was just a wow. personal goal for themselves. Not one that they, uh, shared with the audience or anyone. They were just like for themselves, uh, no characters twice and just having like a kind of unspoken goal um can be really helpful and, and, and a nice challenge to just like mix it up like you said if if uh if you have your wheelhouse and your go-to characters that's fine too um but just the fact that you mentioned that reminded me of that story and I, and I think that i always think about that as like um it's a frequent piece of advice of mine to students who are like 
um, how do I just like mix it up and and how do I um, what what kind of things can I do to either get better at character or just uh, keep myself on my toes when I'm improvising um, and that I love that goal like for for X amount of time just see how many shows or times yeah. times you can get up to do a scene and without repeating a character that's I, I love that goal and it, and it, it led to really cool fun things huh. uh, for those guys so. Yeah, I mean, most of us, well, almost everybody who takes improv or, or studies improv goes to classes and we learn all these short form games. And, and most of them are designed to force you to make unusual choices or to pick unusual characters or pick a character you've never done before by either being pimped or having some kind of caveat attached to what you're about to say. And we forget those when we start doing long form. We don't, we don't apply those. And I, I strongly suggest you go back to that because you spent, <laughs> most of us spent like a year, a year and a half, like learning these things and they're, they could be tools. They don't always have to be exercises. You can, you can use those as we do with weights in the, in the, yeah. in the workout room, mm -hmm. like apply those and, and see if you can create something new. It might be absolute BS that you create, but at least you try something, you know, at least you're, you're yeah. trying to push the boundaries of what create palette that you have rather than again, relying on your same stuff. And I think that's to me personally, that's how a rut starts. Uh, either you do, you're doing the same stuff until you're so comfortable with it. Everybody else finds it boring or something in your life is going on and you feel uninspired. So like some kind of external thing. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure there's many more reasons, but like in my experience, those have been the two For personally, sure. personally, and as an instructor. Yeah. Uh, and I suppose also I, I'm trying to think of in my experience of like being in ruts, what I, what I go to, what I do. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's basically basically for me, it comes down to two things. Um, I either really go for variety, try to find some way to draw from those types of exercises or or like secret rules and goals for myself um, to just mix it up or uh, stay dynamic or um, go to the other extreme and, and kind of get like really fixated on one thing. Because I, I remember um, for a long time, uh, one of my goals earlier on was like, uh, I want to be like a cartoon character on stage and yeah. just like do all, all the things that are afforded you when you don't have the, the set pieces and costumes and, and just like do all the things a cartoon can do. Um, and then eventually I kind of like, uh, hit a ceiling with that and was like, I think I got everything I need, I need, need out of that goal. And I switched over to being like, okay, how can I play a straight character or like a really grounded close to self character? Uh, and that was my focus for a really long time. Um, uh, or at least like a goal when I, when I needed to push myself with a goal, uh, that was my focus is like, okay, what am I going to focus on for this show? Well, let me do the straight character thing um, and just play um, close to self. So yeah, it's, it's like either complete, completely shaking things up and, and right. being like, what do I never do? Or, um, and, and, and let me do as many different things. Something I've never done before today. Each time I get a chance to do a scene, something I've never done before, uh, or 
uh, I'm I'm really fixated on, on a longer arc of like of like ooh how how good can I get at the straight character thing when it's not going well? <laughs> that's also a challenge because some sometimes sometimes I would play a straight character in like I, in a troop called uh, uh, Presto Changeo, um, and that's a very fast moving um, and sort of like shoot from the hip. Um, yeah, uh, group, yeah. and sometimes I would try to play <laughs> straight, um, like grounded, uh, subtle in in that show, and it just would like kind of grind things to a halt, <laughs> and and so, you know, I also had to figure out like, okay, uh, you learn things from that. You're you're like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I for me, I, I I I, it's it's tough because it's like, oh fuck like this is it, it didn't really work right but the but the good thing is that then i'm like okay cool that's a challenge then it, it didn't work i need to figure out how to make it work can i play a grounded character that still has really present energy um just because it, that I, you know having a chance to learn um something new about uh a style um can come out of working on it over and over again uh if that's your goal yeah. Well, one thing I had an issue with was giving up control, like especially when I was young. So I think that was the biggest, that and eye contact were two of my biggest goals coming up. I, I remember really like in the middle of a scene, like, why aren't you looking at this person? Like just always having to remind myself. And I, I oh, it's, you, oh, you'll love, you'll love virtual improv then, Bob. Oh man. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but it's it's a necessary thing and it got to the point where I think it was a couple years in a couple years after you know go go started I put up that I put up a video camera in the back mm-hmm. um and I started grading myself so like I, I would do a set like especially if we do a montage and um I would I would break down like did I initiate like how many like how many scenes were there how many times do I initiate how many times am I taking the lead how many times you know was there you know just and I and I would just pick out things and if there was something I did repeatedly that I didn't like I tried to make that my goal next week so watching the game tape became like almost a ritual like on Monday like I, I would perform Sunday night give myself a day just to enjoy, you know, because I, I don't, I really, I don't like getting cr- uh, notes right after the show. I, I know I can see why there it's important because it's still fresh in your head, but if you were, you know, if you got the, if you got it recorded, then you can do it the day after or something, you know, give yourself a break, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. come back, you know, check out the tape and don't be too over. I don't know. Don't put the magnifying glass to it, but it, just be honest, you know? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a great subtopic, actually. Uh, if we could maybe explore that a little bit, is um, yeah. watching back video of yourself. Um, right. Obviously, for virtual, it's still um, it's ba- it's built in. Most, right. most of the time, you're recording what you're doing, and it's available for at least a, a short amount of time afterward, um, if not permanently. Uh, and then, yeah, a lot of people record their shows. Um, you know, not not you. You had a particular uh, access to like you, you set up like the standard camera that lives there in the back of the yeah. house and, um, collected not only your own shows, but like everybody shows uh, in an archive. But so, so you have probably more experience and, and more ability to, to watch back, uh, uh, game tape. Um, but like, yeah, well, like how, 
how how useful is it compared to any any other kind of like notes or or thinking back um it, it, and is there like a point when you said you wanted to give yourself a break were, were there points when you're like oh maybe this is like help uh, hurting more than it's helping yeah yeah because you it, the thing i don't like about recording uh improvised shows like live improvised shows is you lose the feeling of what it's like in the room. So it's kind of hard to, it's not impossible, but it, it's a little more difficult to remember what that moment felt like. And if you can almost get to a point where you can be a little too hard on yourself for, you know, a line or character choice or something that you, you came up with on the spot, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the benefit of doing improv is the audience should be forgiving because you are making up on a spot, but when you are your own coach, which is, probably like the worst coach you can have because <laughs> your judge jury and executioner is, is that you're that, you know? Like, yeah. Um, but also like it can be helpful because maybe you misheard something and then you can understand why you misheard it. Um, you know, like if you're in a multiple, for example, if you're in a multiple person scene and two people talk at the same time, maybe that wasn't on you because no one could have heard that. The, not even the camera picked it up. So yeah. it has this good and bad, but and, but uh, I think a really helpful tip is, you know, um, movement is an issue with a lot of people. Uh, I, I watching as many videotaped live performances as I have. Um, if you fast forward and you see the two characters just standing on opposite <laughs> ends of the stage <laughs> and they haven't moved, like um, here's your first note. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's interesting because, because I think most of the time, I think that that's correct is, is that most people could probably benefit to uh, move more or, or just be more physically dynamic. Uh, um, and it, it, it can generally, it generally adds to Absolutely. be, to be more physical. But like you said, the difference between being in the room Sometimes, sometimes on a camera, it, it feels like being so zoomed out in the back of the house mm -hmm. that it's like, it's like, of course, it's it's gonna feel, you're not gonna whatever little subtleties you're doing, um, yeah, you know, aren't, aren't gonna really broadcast. So you don't need to be like a circus clown, just like making the most broad movements with every <laughs> thing that you do, um, yes. just because it looks good on camera, right? But like, uh. Maybe I, I like the idea of fast forwarding through and just getting a, a, a more um, a more a big picture um, yes. of, of how often more so than like in any given moment. Are you, you know, flapping your arms around or, or uh, doing cartwheels on stage? It's like, well, if it's it's more of a problem if you didn't do it at any point throughout the show than it is if you uh, had a scene that it didn't, you know, wasn't super yeah. physical. Um, but and some other things you can catch is are you projecting loud enough? Um, mm. If you gave yourself a dramatic pause, was it really a dramatic pause or did it feel like a dramatic pause? You know, a couple like like the subtle things that you can catch on that you can collect real data like as far as timing and um, decibels and whatever. Uh, you can really catch that kind of data. I again, I don't recommend being your own coach. It's <laughs> You're not you're not always that fair to yourself. Um, but if you can be fair to yourself and give yourself actual goals, cool. Have you have you ever done like a like a stop and start watch watching video like that with a coach giving you notes on on a video of a show you did or or you being the coach? Like have you is have you used it that way before? 
No, I, I would love to though. I yeah. would love to. Yeah. Uh, I know I actually, when I was coaching Brenda, I did something similar to that. Like I, I, I didn't do it with them. I, I recorded them. I collected the data and then kind of broke it down the next time we met up. Like, okay. here's what I noticed, you know, like, and honestly, you, you, if you're going to do it that way, you should collect like a couple of tapes. So maybe it was just, just an off night. Well, if you do, if you collect three in a row, then you can like, it's a really, it's a really like a I don't know, nerdy way to doing it, like all the math, but you can't, you can't. Like, the numbers don't lie. <laughs> the numbers Truly, don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also like what, what is, what is unnerdy about, uh, improv most of the time anyway. So <laughs> you got a um, point there, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I, maybe, maybe what I would, I would say is, is that like, uh, if you've never done it, watch yourself back. Right. I, I understand it can be like cringy or, um, yeah. unhealthy, some people, some yeah. people, but give it a shot and, and huh. just keep an open mind and kind of like, you know, breathe. <laughs> Don't be like, just, just kind of like, uh, relax and try to, try to watch. Um, because I, I think if you've never done it again, it's, it's mostly about what we said earlier, which is just building your, uh, awareness. Yeah. Um, in, in a I different mean, way. I, I watch these to catch myself. <laughs> you say what? I, I, I watch like our, I watch our, our broadcast to see what, uh, things. Oh, I yeah. Can... Yeah. Yeah. I should probably do that. Honestly, <laughs> I, man, I have so many go-to phrases. Like, uh, it's, you know, what's that thing? I, I say that so often. <laughs> Who says that? Put it on a t-shirt. It's a Bob Wiggins. You know, it's that thing. Yeah. You know, what's that thing where you It's a thing. It's, it's one of those that? things where, yeah, we, uh, honestly, we both do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, so yeah. Any, any other, uh, thoughts or tips on specifically video playback for, no, I think that pretty much covers it. Again, yeah. if you're going to do it, just be fair to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah, it can, yeah. It can be tough. So don't. Well, try I mean, yeah. to put it into perspective, record an improv set and have someone who wasn't there watch it and, and watch the entertainment value flush. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> off their face. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> why would it be any different for you? Yeah. 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 Yeah, you have to understand that, like, it's not about whether it it, it feels like a good show. It's not right. going to. It's video. I, I guess this is kind of off topic now, but but um, typically having one camera in the corner of the room is the way to do it. But I've actually yeah. seen, you know, there's a couple uh, yes. videos from Diff, the Detroit Improv Festival, that um, are like multi-cam, or I've seen I've seen that uh, here and there, and, and it certain moments translate okay um when you do it like that but uh yeah most of the time <laughs> if it's just like you have an on onboard uh microphone and cameras as far back as it needs to be to be out of anyone else's way like it's not gonna be a good show like it's not about the entertainment value of it watching yeah. it back i know to do it right you have to do it like middle ditch and uh schwartz you know, have multiple cameras, you know, drones. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> you got to yeah. be mic'd up. A lot of things yeah, have yeah. to be mic'd everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> to, to, to capture the movement. And and last last thing about video, um, our brains are programmed to because we've we've been saturated with so many things that have been filmed correctly. You know, movies, television shows, like the production value is is top notch. So 
again, the the home camera in the corner of the theater is not going to compare. In you know, it's gonna. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's gonna be yeah a little rough. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, let's go back to um. The, so is, is that is has that typically been your way of kind of building your own awareness and and setting goals in general? Is is you you use video as a reference point in general? Um, that or you know going to the festivals and being inspired by someone else's style. Uh. I, I mean, most most of my performance, like, I, I'm a Detroit guy. I, I see a lot of Detroit. I don't even go to all the theaters in Detroit as often as I, I would like to. Um, but I try to consume as much as I can. Uh, but it, it just in a festival, like, you have you have options to seeing like, stuff that isn't locals and stuff um, that is new or maybe old but new to Detroit. Um, I'm thinking about, like, all the, you know, just a couple of years of like watching Isaac and um, Ken, Ken. And, and Chad, like that's been a big influence. Like, holy smoke, like clowning. I didn't know what it was, but I know I like that style of performance, you know? So adding a bit to that to uh, my template was kind of important to me. Cause I, I, I kind of like that antagonist play when, when it's done right. So yeah. Um, but also, like going back to what you're saying, like I, I I do enjoy playing with everybody. So I want to be able. To, my goal is to be the the ninja, if you will. Um, being able to play, get on stage, and have a good scene with everybody and anyone, whatever you know, because that's that's to me that's the fun part. Like performance is is great, but the the connections you make with people that's way more important to me. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah, and, I, and so uh, you mentioned two really great ways to. Um, oh, hi, Pete. Mm -hmm. New name, new skin, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make that a thing, James. It's gonna <laughs> new name, new skin. New name, um, new skin. Yeah, if if we had like a uh, a network, um, like a TV, ten second ad that like <laughs> before. <laughs> Before whatever, how I met your mother or something. Uh, right. Sundays at one p.m. New name, new skin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but you mentioned two two great ways to uh, give yourself new perspective. Yeah, maybe open your eyes to some new goals, um, yeah. and or self awareness, which is going to see shows and uh, and mixing up who you play with. And um, I was thinking about like you know. Uh, jams are a great way to do that, obviously. Um, Absolutely, uh, it, because sometimes if you're if you're playing with a house team or an indie team um, or just whatever regular team that, that you're playing with, um, uh, when we may have talked about this in in a past episode too, but like um, what can tend to happen is that you fall into kind of like roles and chemistry with each other, which can be a really good thing for the group. Um, it, it can also mean that like if you're with a troop long enough, you're growing. And um, you, you might be growing individually, but still kind of filling the same role in the group. So, so you don't yeah. get a chance to kind of like play differently or um, uh, implement whatever growth and new yeah. things that you're, you're learning and taking on. So removing yourself from your usual um, ensemble and then uh, just throwing yourself into a jam or, or uh, Absolutely. putting up a, you know, depending on, what kind of stage you're 
screen opportunities uh, you might have just like thinking of a, a couple people that you might want to play with uh, whose styles you really like or th things that you want to do and who other people might have the same goals or play well with. Uh, and then just finding an opportunity to do that is a really great way to um, refresh yeah. your, your playing style and um, explore and experiment um, with, with new, with a new angle on things. Yeah. And honestly, I would recommend playing with people who haven't been playing that long. Um, Cause usually by the time you get to a house team, well, by the time you get to a house team, you're playing with people who are seasoned and they know all the rules and they know all the, you know, and if they don't, they know how to take care of each other. You know how to take care of each other very well and take care of yourselves. You know, someone who's not as seasoned as someone who's on a house team, doesn't have all those tools yet you know they're they're still developing so it's a lot it can be a lot more difficult to play with them but so much more rewarding in some aspects because you get to take care of somebody you get to help them out or they might throw a curveball at you that you didn't expect and it can be a lot of fun um it's it's kind of like what uh oliver and i were talking about like getting yourself into trouble you know you yeah. might find yourself in trouble and to me that's some of the that's where some of the best times are created is when you you discover that you accidentally paint yourself in the corner. Like, and how am I going to figure out how to get out of this room? Yep. And, you know, and it's entertaining if you do or if you don't, but you know, you got to try regardless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly like, uh, really the, the, the metaphor, uh, in a lot of ways for what we're talking about anyways, is like when you, if you're feeling comfortable, um, you gotta step outside your comfort zones. Yeah. Um, well now let me, let me, uh, let me kind of, uh, pair that with, um, are there times I, I imagine there's times for all of us as well when, when you're like, let me just go back to basics or something more familiar. Right. Like if you're stepping out too far and you're like, I I'm, I'm trying to take too big a swings or do two things that are, too radical. I'm overthinking it. Sometimes it's best to, to, uh, go back to simplicity and, um, uh, the fundamentals, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But that shouldn't stop you from taking that big jump. You right. know, um, let me ask you this. I think, I know, I think we've talked about this, but it was like months ago and I think I know your answer, but I'm curious. Are you one of those people who, when they find themselves in a in a rut, take time off, oh. or do you put your head down and walk into the wind? You know, <laughs> put my head down and walk into the wind. Yeah, there goes James. <laughs> yeah, in a in a in a uh, tornado of leaves. Um, I, I yeah, I I I think that you and I share um the uh, have in common that that we typically don't take breaks but it's also it's also relative right um absolutely situational yeah uh you know like like even uh, a couple things so so it's not that i don't recommend it um i think that um i think that it'd be really important really healthy to take a step back take a month off um whatever you need to do to reset if it's not fun for you you know like you yeah. said if, if you're not having fun you're the asshole and if you're finding yourself being the asshole <laughs> then 
then uh, it might be healthy for you to uh, take a step back until you um, can reapproach it with the, with the with renewed love and joy. Um, but uh, I think I think for me, um, that that's that's relative, and sometimes I will stop. I, I've been spoiled with with a lot of stage opportunity um, from from early in my uh, career of improv, um, and so uh, taking a break might equate to like not getting on stage every time I get the chance, you know, right. um, not burning myself out or spreading myself too thin. And I think that that's important too. Is just like um, saying no to um, opportunities here and there, um, and being more particular about, uh, just, just focusing on like one or two shows for a little while, you know, not cutting it off completely, but just yeah. slowing down or, um, uh, zeroing in on things. No, that, that makes sense. And yeah, just to make sure everybody understands, like, I don't judge anybody who needs to take a break. I just know my, me personally, I have a tendency, if I put something down, I might not come back to me, to it. So yep. I, to me, I, I have to stick to it and just get through it. I just, just, just cause that's the way I operate. And if you operate a different way and we all do, cause we're different people and you know, yep. that's totally cool. No judgment. Um, yeah. But I, I think, I think you're right. Like for people like us who, who can't, take a complete break pick the few things that you absolutely love doing because uh, because the, then you can stick to that and still have fun and then slowly come back to the rest of the stuff uh me personally like i i don't think i'll ever take a showdown off unless something you know external happens <laughs> like i break a leg or something even then i'll probably be up there in a wheelchair uh <laughs> but i love doing that show it's one of my favorite i I love doing that show. It, it it makes my night when I get to do them. So I don't see me taking a break for that. But maybe well, doing that's the thing, though. like like yeah. if, if you were miserable doing it, then then oh, it might be advisable. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so that's that's really the the litmus, right? Is like, am I yeah. am I still enjoying this? And and uh, if not, then why are you doing it? You know, to the point where I had to learn like not everybody loves it as much as I do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. what you took a day off why you get to play showdown <laughs> yeah yeah uh. yeah and, and honestly there's there's been times um moving from detroit to new york like i couldn't just jump right into the to stage time and and the improv community here um had to work uh make friends and find opportunities and all that um so there have been times at least since then uh, where like it or not, uh, I'm not getting on stage, um, for a couple weeks or a month at a time. Um, and, uh, it's, it's definitely, it gives a, it gives a new perspective once you, once you, um, do take a break, if you're going to take a break, um, it can be helpful to, to just kind of like reset the way you think about things. Um, and, so there's definitely benefits to it, um, whether it's because you're kind of restarting or reentering a community or a new community, um, or because you're, uh, you decided to take a break. Um, there are definitely, uh, benefits to it. Uh, if you 
if that's what you choose to do. Uh, so, and I know lots of people who have, have taken a break and, and been like, oh, thank yeah. God I did that and come back and just come been back. totally yeah. new, new life. Um, and, 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 yeah. you know, a, a new, new, new skin. <laughs> well, another reason to take a break. If the only thing you're doing in your life is improv, you really have nothing to bring to the stage. Yeah. yeah. And I've, I've done that where, you know, all I did was work and, and do improv. So I didn't, I wasn't leading a, like a balanced life of, you know, the other things that you should be enjoying as a human. Yeah. Um, so if you have nothing to bring to the stage because you're not out there experiencing things, uh, that's another good reason to, to maybe pump the brakes a little bit and go do something different. You know, <laughs> you're, you're in a different kind of rut at that point. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Go to, let me ask you this. Um, have you ever had an experience where you were obligated to play one night and you just didn't have it in you, but because of your obligation, you had to show up. Is there some, is there a way for you? Is there something you do to get over that kind of rut? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> uh, so, so sometimes when it happens to me, it's actually with hosting. I really sometimes get burnt out on hosting and, okay. um, like, you know, Pete and I, <laughs> I'm sure Pete can relate to this too, is like, there there was maybe like a year and a half, two years straight when Pete and I were hosting um, some kind of GoLabs show, uh, like every Wednesday night, and kind of like, it would go in cycles, right, of, of like, we'd have a hot audience for a, a few weeks and then there would be like a stretch where we had like nobody and it just felt oh. miserable. Yeah. And, um, I, I have to say that that is, that is tough when, when you're like, when you're like, man, I, for, you know, in, in that case for me, it's, it's like, um, I can't just bail on, on hosting the show, but really, really what I, what I try to do is, is remind myself, uh, one, you know, Pete's my hosting partner and like, I'm there for him. You know, uh, and 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 he's probably feeling that way too. And it's and maybe we can gripe together. Um, and uh, and and yes, P uh, Pete is virtually nodding his head. Um, uh, but maybe we can gripe together. Uh, but it's better if we find a way to to, to just like kind of get into some bits, um, right. riff a little, uh, joke around, and cheer each other up. And and specifically in the hosting situation, it's also like the people who are playing, um, we would, we would invite, um, rotating cast and stuff. So, so for, uh, a lot of people, it's like, they're looking forward to it. They're, um, it's, it, it might be, they're not there every single week. They're like, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm, I get, to, I'm doing go labs on, on Wednesday. So it's like not taking that away from them either. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and just, just remembering that, yeah, that, that, that like, being there for other people, if if not for the joy of the show, uh, is my saving grace in those situations. You know, because it, and there it is. It's it's if you're not having fun, you're the asshole. Which yep. is which is basically like if you're not making it better, you're making it worse. <laughs> like like do one or the other, and which one do you think you want to do? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what about you? When you're in in a rut or just like not feeling it, like how do you how do you snap out of it or or um, like um, like on a night to night basis, if you're like, man, I'm just feeling off. Like, how do you kind of shake that off? Yeah, uh, 
it hasn't happened to me a lot, but there's been like, yeah, hosting can be a bummer sometimes. Like, um, I, I pretty much I have I have a pre-show ritual I do that that, that kind of gets my energy up, and I try to crank that up as much as I can. I just try to get warmed up, uh, try to get my mind right, and yeah, it's almost it almost becomes that thing like I'm depending on the situation. I'm either doing it for them, but like a hundred percent all the way, or I'm doing it for me, you know, and I don't think that's a great way to play, but if you can fake it till you make it, you know, because yeah. I've never really had a bad time on stage and I have to remind myself when I'm in those moments, like, you know, you love doing this. And as soon as you get on there, you're going to be fine and you're going to come up with something that you enjoy and you're going to want to play. It's just, it's just taking that, the, those three steps up the stairs to get onto the stage. And as yeah. soon as I get that done, you'll, everything falls into place. Yeah, man. I feel that way about teaching uh, uh, or not, 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 not all the time, but, but, the, but what you just described where it's, where it's like, why am I like dreading this or having such anxiety right. about it? I, I know that I, I will, when I get there, I'm going to love it. Yeah. But, but like, uh, te teaching here, like the last, I actually had to take a break from teaching because I was stressing out about it so much. And I could, I, I couldn't even really tell you to this, like maybe it's the expectations or just all the other shit that was going on, uh, in the hustle. Um, but, uh, I just like feeling anxious, but for some reason, like, like when I'm there, I'm like, this is going great. I don't know what, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just so weird, like wow. like the, the psychology of 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 not being able to like just just like let go um, and be like it's gonna be fun, <laughs> right? Right. I'm so surprised you you said that because you're like always one of my example of people who explain things well. Like that's why okay. we we even started doing this because like hey, I know how I would say it, but how would James say it? I like because you're always so precise and you, you're really great at that kind of stuff. And I say. You know, it's that thing a lot. That <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those. I things. mean, I get the concept, but like sometimes that bridge is a uh, a little bit wider and longer than it needed to be to get there. But that's fine. <laughs> well, and you know, and you know what? Um, it, it is. It is like everything's easier with a partner, right? Yeah. And and um, I appreciate you saying that. And but sometimes that really is it. Is that is that like if it's just me in front of, um just me hosting a show or just me teaching and and it's very different for me for coaching and directing too i don't think i ever get sick of, of coaching directing i'm there i would do i would do lock-ins all day every day <laughs> just coaching and directing teaching is a little bit different for whatever reason and and um and but part of the stress is is being the only person responsible for the uh facilitation yeah. and and um clarity of things and managing a bunch of different uh, perspectives and personalities and whether, whether it's having a, just a conversation with somebody, us together or co-hosting with Pete. Um, uh, that's, that's why I like for um, our jams at go uh, for a long time, it was, it was like just, just Pete or just Brian Lark. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I, I think, I, I don't know who, maybe it was Andy that was like, that was like, we, we got to start doing this in partners. Cause it's just so much easier. Oh yeah. yeah. And, um, and that's, that's also, uh, just improv in general, right. Is, is yeah. like, uh, having, having the group to, to be there with. 
Yeah. Man, the first year uh, Pointless was open, I ran all the jams by myself. Uh, sometimes uh, Matthew would help, but for the most part, it would, and I think it was like that plus the drive there was just, yeah, it, it, I think that was that was my rut because it, it took up such a big ch- chunk of the day. It was, you know, three hours of prep for a 45-minute show, and it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, yeah. I got to meet like a lot of people, so it's yeah, like I ninety percent of Brenda I met doing that. So it, it, like I'm glad I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, but it's tough. It you know, it's yeah. After the fact, it's easy to look back and be like, uh, "Wow, I'm glad I did I did all that." But like, yeah. yeah, when you're burning yourself out or or burning the candle at both ends, whatever it, whatever it is, the the commute or just the your work schedule, life schedule plus improv, you know. Um, uh, in the moment, it can be. It's harder to just be like, uh, "This will all be worth it." <laughs> be great. I'm gonna meet so many great people, and by the and I'll look back and be like, "I'm glad I didn't take that nap." <laughs> Naps. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well. Uh. Anything. Maybe the last thing we can talk about is uh, I don't think we we talked on like books or or like other resources because that that's definitely something that that um at at points um, has really helped me get out of ruts uh, or, and, or um, set goals is uh, picking up a, an improv book. Um, and uh, that's also not for everybody, but like just, just uh, whether it's uh, digital resources, blogs, um, uh, books or, or, or anything else. I think that's a really great go-to thing too, is, is like, um, uh, and again, it's the same principle of, of like either do either look for something very familiar to remind you of like the fundamentals, maybe go back to a book that you've already read uh, mm-hmm. and remind yourself of some of the stuff that's in there. Or I've also found it really helpful to be like, let me just pick up a book up on like um, f- written from a perspective that I that I just am unfamiliar with and uh, and see what I, what I can pick up from from that, even if, even if it doesn't. And that, and that might even be like not an improv book, but like, uh, a book on just acting or, um, uh, performance or, or stand up um, clown, uh, you know, th- those can be really helpful too. Yeah. Um, so I do the same thing, but I also do, I love documentaries. So mm-hmm. I will watch a documentary and try to make it comedic. Like if I had to do a parody of this, I, it, it's, <laughs> Uh, it's a dumb exercise. It's not exactly what you're talking about, but it is a oh, nice that's awesome. It is a nice distraction. Like, yeah. How would that's, I? Yeah, that's great because honestly, you're you're like you're. I'm sure you're learning uh, something from a documentary, and right. and at the same time, though, um, uh, thinking about like how to kind of filter it through your your comedic voice or sensibilities. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's that sounds like a very a fun, exciting way for for you know, to, to mix your improv and just like general learning or. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and no stakes. So it's just you at home, just enjoying yourself, you know? Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think we uh, covered a lot of good ground in the conversation of um, getting yourself yeah. out of a rut, setting goals. Mm-hmm. Episode one of our brand new podcast that, that we just started today uh, went pretty well. Yeah, new name, new skin, new year. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I I missed the first one of the of the new year actually last week, but um, uh, first one for 
for the two of us together. Um, uh, and great episode, by the way, last week with, uh, you oh, all. Thank you. love that oh. topic too. Yeah. That's all Oliver. Like he came up with that and I was like, Oh, I want to talk to you about this. Yeah. He's a great, he's a great guest. He's a great dude. I like Al. I'm a, I'm an Oliver fan. Yeah. I, 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 he gets a thumbs up for me. Yeah. You know what? When I'm in a rut, I talk to Oliver. That, yeah. that's, that's it. That's, yeah. that's, that's the secret kids. You're welcome. There you go. Um, <laughs> thanks, uh, Kurt, for joining. Kurt says, great episode. Thanks, Ellen, for joining. Um, oh, hi, Ellen. And, yeah, hi, Ellen. And then, uh, Pete, hang in there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I picture, I picture Pete, uh, like, uh, uh, reliving the, um, those, those moments that I'm talking about on, uh, yeah, Wednesdays and just being like, ugh. Yeah. Um, Oh yeah, the Pete. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. uh, he's trying to pack at the same time. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, okay, great. Uh, so thanks again for tuning in. Um, you can find uh, the Improv FAQ page on theimprovnetwork.org, where you'll see a collection of all of our offerings from uh, lecture episodes um, mm -hmm. to these conversation series uh, on the on the Improv Network website. You can also find additional resources there, including blogs and uh, build a profile for yourself um, for when uh, I, I'm sure that there are festivals that are still using There's virtual festivals. Yeah, virtual yeah. festivals. Um, but it's always great like to have a profile. Day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, are, are, are you? No, Snow Day's not on, on the Improv Network, though, right? No, no. I, I should have I put it on there. But next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, there's plenty of resources on the Improv Network, so make sure you check that out. And uh, we will catch you next time on the Improv Network podcast. Bye. Bye.